Welcome to the Travel the World podcast with Pearl and Earth. Tune in for the latest travel tips, interviews, and inspiring stories that will give you everything you need to know to travel the world, chase the adventure, and live your dream lifestyle today. What's up, guys? Pearl in here with another episode of Travel the World podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about travel insurance. I'm going to be discussing my experience with travel insurance and give you a bit of an idea about what to expect with your travel insurance and claiming different items that you lose or get stolen along the way. So first up, with insurance in general, and travel insurance is no different, insurance companies don't want to pay you any money. So a big part of it is how easy it is to work with a company if you're making a claim. And so when you're searching around and looking at different travel insurances, if they have different reviews or you've heard different people talking about them, definitely keep an ear out for if they were easy to work with or not. Because you know sometimes it can be better to pay extra if they're easy to work with so you don't have to spend literally months chasing up and emailing back and forth and you know crossing the t's and dotting the i's to try and get back a little bit of money uh, because it's just not worth the time so i definitely recommend getting travel insurance some people just travel without it and they're like oh yeah it's fine nothing's happened to me you know it'll it'll be right um and you know that's true for them but you know if there's anything big that happens and you don't have a lot of money to pay for that then you can really be you know up shit creek type thing i definitely recommend paying for it you know it is a bit of a hassle when you have to cash out a few extra hundred dollars on top of the plane flights and all the travel expenses things like that but i do believe it is worth it so there is some global travel insurances and then there is individual country travel insurances so whatever country you're in do some research about what's available and go from there so for me in the past i have used Covermore, which is not a bad company. I've, I've had good experiences with them. I've also used QEB uh, in Australia, and they are terrible. <laughs> Do not use those. And I've also had a little bit of experience with World Nomads, which were easy to work with. So I'm going to go through my different experiences with each of those. So first off, Covermore. I first used Covermore. I've used them two or three times now. And I started, that was the first insurance company I used uh, when I was still booking my travels through travel agents. So when you're booking through travel agents, they'll usually have, you know, a default travel insurance where if you don't have your own, they'll, you know, say, okay, this one's the good and they'll sort of set it up for you. Just be sure to read through what the excesses are and what the costs are and if you can reduce it in any way. So with travel agents, they get a commission for their sales. So obviously they want to give you the more expensive option whenever they can. And so there's been a few times when uh, they would quote me a quote and I'd look at it and I'd be like, I could cut this and I could cut that and I don't need this. And it would literally come down a few hundred dollars um, just by getting the cheaper option. And with every travel insurance, I highly, highly recommend that you read the fine print of what you get covered for and what are the requirements for you to claim that cover. When I was in London, I had my bag stolen and it had a small computer in it, it had a few clothing, it had a camera, and I think it had like an iPod or something. 
And so, so there was a fair few things in there that were worth a fair bit of money. And when I got back home, I contacted Travel More and they sent me this massive thick document and had to fill it out. But I had read the fine print beforehand and in it it said you need proof of ownership and so a receipt is good but also what is good is a photograph of the item. So before I went traveling I took a photo of everything that I'd packed and so I had a photo of that with a timestamp that I could provide as supporting evidence that that actually was my item that got stolen. Another thing that I did which was very helpful for me to get recompensation for all the things I lost was I went to the police station and got a police report number for the incident and you know this is a bit more hard to do if you're in places like Thailand or South America where you know the the where the police are a bit more hard to deal with you know there's not as many laws things like that so I had the photos and I had the police number and that helped a lot to get back I got about a 800 or 900 dollars uh, if I remember from that insurance claim. Now the other big claim that I had was really recently where I went overseas, I traveled for about eight months, um, I went to America, Europe, uh, Southeast Asia, all through Southeast Asia and I was testing out the complimentary travel insurance on my credit card. So I was gonna buy travel insurance with World Nomads and then I realized that I had complimentary travel insurance on my credit card. So I called up World Nomads and I canceled my insurance, which they were very cool with and they did for me, no worries, because I hadn't traveled yet, so it hadn't really initiated. And I tested out the complimentary one. So I'm in Australia and I've got an NAB, National Bank, uh, credit card. And so just check the credit cards in your country and see what type of insurance they have on it. And I read the fine print of what it covers, and it covered pretty much the same things as what World Nomads covered. But World Nomads is pretty expensive; they're you know a good couple of hundred dollars, um, and there's not many options to take out things that you're not going to do. They basically have two options: the standard package or the adventure package. And the adventure package would cover you for more sports and activities, things like that. So I used the travel insurance on my credit card. And when I was overseas, I had two incidences that I wanted to claim when I got back. One was I got food poisoning and I had to get a taxi across the island in Thailand to the hospital and then there was doctor's fees and medications, things like that. I was there for a couple of hours and then uh, got back. So that was about $190 uh, Australian that I wanted to claim for that. And the second incidence was my water bottle leaked over my passport, my passport got ruined and I had to order a new passport from Australia to get sent over to Bangkok. And that was about $350. And when I got back to Australia, I contacted the company QEB for the travel insurance and they were very, very difficult to work with. Like I almost gave up a couple of times because I'm like, this isn't worth my time. And the reason they were so hard to work with is just because they were slow with the email. So I would email off and it would take them a day to get back and then I'd email back again. I got the form and then they said, oh, you have to fill out this part and this part. And then I sent it off. You know, the forms were big. So I put them into my Google Drive, gave them the link. They had some policy where they weren't allowed to open Google Drive or Dropbox. So I had to send all of the bits of paper through email 
individually because you can't send too big a file on email. So I sent all these different pages. They just didn't receive them, half of them. Like, I don't know how they stay in business with just the inability of their technology and just basic technological things they just couldn't handle. And so that was very frustrating. Um, and I was just going back and forth with a bunch of different people and calling up, you know, day after day, trying to get a number, basically, my insurance number. And once I got that, it was a little bit easier because I could, you know, quote that and have that in the in the email tag for every time that I sent off an email. But it still took about two months to get a compensation. And there was a bunch of things I had to do. I had to prove that I had spent like $500 or more on the credit card that I booked the travel insurance with before I traveled overseas, which I had done. But then I had to prove that. So I had to give like credit card numbers. I had to look up my bank accounts and find the different transactions that added up to over $500. I had to prove that they were travel related and not, you know, something else related. You know, and these were for flights and, you know, things like that. So it was obviously they're travel related, but they still wanted so much evidence and proof uh, that was difficult to find. Like it took me a while to find all of these things. And then I finally uh, got through and they reimbursed me for my passport because that didn't have an excess, but my excess for medical was $250 and I was trying to claim $190, so I didn't get that. So a lot of work for $350, but that's the type of things that happen when you're trying to claim insurance, especially travel insurance. So be prepared when you're planning to claim travel insurance that you will have to spend a lot of time and effort to get that money back. And so if it's only small things, it's probably not worth the effort. If it's anything big, then obviously do it. But make sure you know you look at the fine print and you see if you need any of this proof and prepare it beforehand or have it you know as an easy access so you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours trying to you know backdate and look at all of these different things to try and claim a little bit of money. Also, for bigger things, make sure you read the fine print because sometimes it could be tragic. I've got a personal story where a friend's sister was traveling overseas in South America and she got on a motorbike and tragically crashed and died at the scene. And the insurance company was refusing to fly back her body to Australia. And the reason they were refusing is because the motorbike she was on had a higher CC, like higher power, than what she was covered for. And that's like super fine print stuff. So she probably thought she was covered. She wasn't even driving. She was a passenger. And it wasn't until the family went to the press and, you know, put the insurance company in the public eye that they said, okay, we'll return, you know, the body to Australia. So, you know, that can be, you know, you can imagine how stressful that was for the family and how tragic it was to have to deal with insurance companies at such a time of loss. So make sure you check the fine prints of all of those things. And if there's something that you're not covered for, don't do it. So there you go, guys. That's been my experience with travel insurance. And it gives you a bit of an idea about what to expect. Um, and I still do recommend that you get travel insurance, even though it's kind of a pain in the ass and it's more money to spend, uh, just in case you know, something big happens and you don't have the money to cover it. But also read the fine print and make sure you've got all the evidence on point if you want to claim anything. That's it for now. Safe traveling, guys. Until next time, bye.